Welcome to the Expansive CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Chapman, founder of Expansive CEO and X Squared Wealth Planning. Buckle in as we explore how to create true prosperity and build a business and a life that expands beyond yourself and makes a dent in the universe. Hello, everyone. I am coming to you solo today. And what we're going to talk about is really the spicy money series and why money topics tend to be spicy as I like to call them. Because the reason, the reason that I wanted to do the spicy money series in the first place is because there are so many topics that we have so many challenges around communicating about And money tends to be very high on the list in correlation with everything else that we have a hard time talking about, Uh, whether that's sex and money, whether that's religion and money, whether that's, uh, you know, feminism and activism and money. Um, There are money stories tied in with all of these other aspects of our lives. And so when we learn, this is the magic, when we learn how to talk about money, when we learn how to unearth our money stories, we also give ourselves the ability to start opening up about these other topics as well. And it could also it could also go the other way, right? You could you could do um, you could learn how to speak about religion and spirituality in a different way. You could learn how to be um, more open about talking about your sexuality. You could be more open about talking about what you are passionate about and your you know your activism or your philanthropic goals and that can also lead to having a more open conversation with yourself and others about money that can happen. But what I do find, what I do find in the work that I do is that our money stories are so deep. They go so far into our psyche, into our subconscious that it almost it almost is the root of everything else, right? I mean, it can, it, it's right there at the bottom, the bottom of, you know, our experience in life, you know, from the ages of zero to seven, especially when all of our subconscious material is being, um, well, when we are just taking in, right? From the age of zero to seven, we are just taking in information and taking it in and taking it in and taking it in. And, and, what money is tied to at this point in society, especially in, you know, industrialized countries like, like the United States uh, and Canada and Mexico and, you know, all of the other big industrialized countries, money specifically is tied to safety, is tied to food is tied to being able to care for yourself, being able to care for your family. And so when we talk about money 
and we talk about money stories, we are actually talking about our ability to provide for our families and for ourselves. So this is not like, you know, back in uh, agrarian times where, you know, you could more easily maybe, um, you know, farm the land and, and grow your cattle. And there, there are still, you know, certain pockets of the population, even in the U S of people who, you know, live in that way. Um, and, you know, I can raise my, I could tell stories about how, you know, in my twenties, that was, that was like a dream of mine was to live off the land and, um, little side tangent when we were, gosh, when my husband and I were, um, maybe like 23 to 26, 27. Uh, we actually, we owned chickens. We lived in Cincinnati in the city, not out in the country. And, uh, we owned chickens. We had a chicken coop. We had a big raised, uh, garden bed. Um, we raised turkeys one year. Um, we bought grass fed beef and we shopped at the farmer's markets and, you know, really tried to live seasonally and buy as much local, um, produce and, and food as we possibly could. And, um, those values still, you know, matter. They still matter to me quite deeply. Um, in many ways. And, and so I understand that world too. I understand that world. And that's still, that's still a reaction wanting to, wanting to live off the land, wanting to, you know, not be tied to money, not need money in order, you know, for your survival. That is also a money story. There, there are still deep ties to, uh, this feeling of needing to be taken care of or being able to take care of yourself that is embedded in whatever lifestyle you're choosing. So the real, the real, real about spicy money stories and spicy money series is that when we can have open conversations, when we can learn how to hold space for these deep emotional money stories and these deep emotional stories about our sexuality and about, um, you know, our dreams and goals and about our religion and, or spirituality, or, you know, the experiences that we've gone through, when we can hold space for those conversations that leads to healing. And um, something that I've heard recently that I love and that I have experienced over and over again uh, in my journey of, you know, really self-discovery and, and healing and growth um, is that what we resist persists and what we see, what we look at disappears. What we resist persists and what we look at disappears. What does that mean? All right. Like, okay, here's a mind, mind puzzle. What does that even mean? What that means is that the thing that we keep wanting to avoid, the emotional thing that keeps coming up that we want to avoid, the longer we resist it, 
the longer it will stay there and the longer it will be in your life. Um, so, you know, when we talk about money, what are we talking about? What we resist persists. Um, if you are terrified of sales, so you're an entrepreneur and you're just used to getting referrals all the time, right? You are amazing at what you do. Um, you're a, you're an amazing practitioner in whatever capacity that you serve and you don't actually do any sales. You just, you get referrals, um, for your services and, and that's, that's how it works, right? Well, when you go on a down, when referrals aren't coming in quite as quickly, but you know, you need sales in your business, when you are resisting selling, when you are resisting putting yourself out there, that problem is going to persist until you look at it. And when we are resisting selling, when we are resisting putting ourselves out there in some way, what does that usually mean? Why are we usually doing that? A lot of times, this is not every time, but for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's a fear, a deep fear of rejection and abandonment. Why are you not putting yourself out there? Because people might say no. Why are you not, you know, uh, marketing yourself? Why are you not going to networking meetings? Because people might say no. People might reject what you have to offer. And that's true. Your offer is not going to be for every single person. And your offer is going to be right for the right people. So when you shift, right, when you allow yourself to see, oh, oh, I haven't been putting myself out there because I'm afraid to hear no. I'm afraid it's going to hurt too much for people to say no. I'm afraid I'm going to bother people by telling them about my services, right? These are the, these are the stories that can come up that can start to play in your mind as you're, as you're just, you know, resisting, resisting the selling. And then when you look at it and you see it for what it is, suddenly that emotional energy, that anxiety, that, that fear, that tension it starts to release. And, you know, so that's a, that's a business example. Um, this can also be very deep emotional ties back to, back to childhood. Right. Uh, one of the, you know, well, a couple of the, um, episodes of the spicy money series were, um, you know, about religion and money. Right. And there are so many ties, so many ties between religion and money. Um, both like on a practical level, like there are a lot of, uh, shady practices, <laughs> um, you know, and a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, for the, throughout the history of the church, really, um, of having people pay, pay their way into heaven in one way, shape or form. Um, there's, you know, a lot of money passing through hands. There's a lot of, 
people getting, you know, extremely wealthy off of uh, donations and, you know, all of, all of that kind of stuff that has, that has been throughout the history of religion. And then when we, when we tie that back into our own experience as children and adolescents and, um, you know, young adults, a lot of times we can start to, you know, again, what we resist, what we resist looking at will persist. If we resist looking at the truth of our experience, we will continue to feel like we don't understand our place in the world. We don't understand what our purpose is, right? If we resist looking deeper, we'll continue to feel confused. And when we look at it, when we start to, when we start to say, oh, oh, I can, I can create my own relationship with the divine. I can create my own relationship with God, with source, with the universe, however you however you, you know, frame whatever divinity, higher power matters to you. Once you look at that and look at the truth of, of how you were raised and how you actually want to experience your life, that's when things start to shift, right? That's when you start to realize, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to have the experience that I had growing up. I can have a new experience, but you have to choose it. You have to choose to look at it and you have to choose to let go and not even let go. I don't want to say let go. Um, I'm going to say that there are a lot of people who have been highly traumatized or have had traumatic experiences, you know, in the church with family members who were highly religious, right? Had like there, there is severe trauma that can happen. And so it's, it's not a matter of just saying, oh, you know, letting go, like pretending those things didn't happen. It's about seeing it, accepting it, and then letting the letting the emotional attachment to that start to naturally dissolve. And so once again, a lot of times, no matter what aspect we're talking about, it does tie back into money so strongly. Money is at the root of so many of these issues. And the next, you know, the next piece I want to talk about is that our ability to communicate, our ability to um, say what we're actually feeling and, and to, you know, have someone on the other side who can receive that, who can receive what you're saying and help you understand 
understand what it was that you experienced, make sense of it so that you can then move forward. That is, that is a gift. That is a gift to be able to explore and excavate those different money stories to see where and how they're showing up in your life again. Because I'm going to say it again, when, what you resist will persist and what you look at will disappear. What you look at, what you examine is what you will allow yourself you know, if you let yourself examine your own life, examine your choices, examine how you move through the world from an objective standpoint, that will then allow you to make new objective choices. So whether that is, you know, when we're talking about money, if that's about how you are creating income, if that's about how you are pricing your services or your offers in your business, if it's about how you are bucketing or value, well, we'll say this, how you are valuing yourself, you know, pricing and valuing uh, go hand in hand, but they're not exactly the same. And then how you are actually utilizing, implementing, you know, financial strategies in your business and in your personal life to make sure that you can abundantly support yourself while also paying your taxes while also um you know saving for your future while also building cash cushions while also being able to give to the causes that matter to you support the things that you want to support you know make the impact that you want to make on this world when you are able to have an objective observer sitting with you to help to help you examine these things things move and shift faster you start to create the life that you want to create you start to live in the way that you want to live sooner and i have experienced this. I, I have done this myself, right? When I was putting my hand, my fate into someone else's hands is what it felt like before when I, when I felt like I was putting my fate into someone else's hands. Um, when I was working for someone else, working for another firm, I felt, I felt like a victim a lot of the time. And what I realized as I as I made the decision, you know, many years ago to to shift and to create my own business and start my own firm and all of that, I shifted out. I shifted out of victim mode and I shifted into I know who I am. I know how I can serve others. I know what I'm good at. I know what I can do. I know how I want to help. I know the impact that I want to make. I know that I have gifts and talents and skills to share with the world. 
that other people are not seeing. And if I, and if I rely on others to give me the space to express those gifts, it will never be there. That time will never come. And instead I shifted and I said, I know that I have to build this. I have to create that space for myself. I have to create the space where I can be fully me in my expression, build the business that matters to my heart, build the business that is helping the people that I want to help in this world. And that, that is a full shift that is out of victim mentality that is into creator mentality. And I couldn't have stayed. I couldn't have stayed in that creator mentality without support, without support from coaches and mentors and collaborators and, and other people that were helping me see all the things that were beautiful and special about me and all the things where I was out of integrity with myself, with my offers, with, you know, um, how I was communicating, um, with my family and with my clients. And, you know, I had to, I had to have help seeing those things in order to, to see them so that they could dissolve and disappear. And so the heart, the heart, the heart, the heart of what I love to do is to help people communicate about their money stories, help people examine what's coming up and why, so that we can then look for the evidence in the world around them where that's showing up so that they can make a new choice, whether that's in business or in their personal finances or you know, with their, either their business partner or their, their romantic partner, right? Communication about money is so important and giving each other space, right? So this is, again, when you have someone to communicate with, you have to be able to hold space for both sides, Everybody has a different money story, even in a, you know, especially in a uh, business partnership or romantic partnership, each person in that partnership has a different money story. Even if you had similar upbringings, you have different money stories and those patterns are going to show up in different ways for each of you. And sometimes they're going to, they're going to clash um, and you're not going to know why. And you're just going to, you know, if you're ever sitting here thinking like, why are they making that decision? I can't even wrap my head around it. It doesn't make any sense to me. They're operating from a different set of patterns. They grew up in a different way to you. And they're operating from a different set of patterns. And it doesn't mean you need to come into the same pattern. That's not what this means. But this does mean that if we shine a light on either side, that we can start to understand each other. We can understand each other in a new way. And we can 
have compassion for what our partners are going through and what they've been through. And we can choose new paths forward together. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today. And there's a special invitation here that I want to share because I've got some new things brewing, uh, some, some real clarity and beautiful, beautiful amounts of clarity, um, about, you know, how I work with people in X squared wealth planning. I did a big refresh of my website this weekend and, and added a lot of information and I would love, love to invite you to check that out. That's www.x2wealthplanning.com. Again, that's x2wealthplanning.com. Um, and just, you know, start to see, go check it out, see if that's resonates for you and some real clarity around, uh, the purpose and the impact of expansive CEO and the expansive CEO program and the heart of it, the heart of it is money stories. The heart of it is getting into the different money stories that are holding you back from making the decisions that you want and need to make in your life financially and truly otherwise. Once we start to get through your financial decision-making, all of a sudden, everything else starts to make sense too. So the expansive CEO program is beautiful. It is so beautiful. It is dialed in. It is ready to go. Um, that is a six week program to really get you feeling at peace with your finances, starting to unearth those money stories, really get you going in the, in a beautiful trajectory. And then we have the expansive CEO mastermind community, where you can be in community with other people who are building just like you. Uh, and then there, there are some fun uh, group and or not group, but uh, couples and financial partners and individual coaching as well that will be rolled out. So if any of that feels like, yes, that's the thing that I've been looking for. You know, I want to feel at peace with my finances. I want to feel like I'm able to make really solid financial decisions for my business and for my personal wealth and, and, you know, building, um, building, to the impact that I want to make in the world, right? And understanding how we utilize money to get there. How do we do that, right? That's what the expansive CEO program is for. And then the comprehensive wealth planning and investment management, that's what X squared wealth planning is for. So reach out to me, check it out. Yeah, that's x2wealthplanning.com. Um, and you can reach me about anything in Expansive CEO at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at ExpansiveCEO.com. 
if you have any questions about any of the programs that are available through that, through uh, that side of the business. And otherwise I am just so excited. I'm so excited for what's next. I'm so excited to help people examine, examine their stories, stop resisting and start examining so that those things that were once such a problem can just disappear. I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a fantastic week ahead. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to like and subscribe. And again, if anything resonated with you from this episode, I would love to hear from you. Email me at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, at expansiveceo.com and tell me about it. And if you're ready for your greatest expansion, you can find ways to work with me at expansiveceo.com and at xsquaredwealthplanning.com. That's X, the numeral two, wealthplanning.com. So until next time, remember that there is enough, you are enough, and your birthright in this lifetime is to be expansive.